is the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. And here we go. Making Grand Strand Morning Radio great again. Liz Calloway, Nick Summers, shaking up your wake up with news, opinion, and insight every weekday morning on Talk 94.5. It is 807 on the Liz Calloway show with Nick Summers. He's back. <laughs> I love that part. Well, why do you like that I don't part? Know, so I much? just do. Uh, welcome back. Welcome Thanks. back. It's, it's good nice, to have you back. It's nice to have you back in my presence. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And it was uh, you and I had spoke before yeah. everything, and I appreciate the excellent advice. Help me select a great. Anniversary See? gift for my wife, and she loved it. Absolutely perfect. Go. I, it got you on her good side, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, you owe me one. What? Nothing. It's time for. <laughs> the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. Oh, yes. We have Joel Pollack, the senior editor at large, to do some splaining, some Breitbart splaining to what happened on the overnight here with Kevin McCarthy being ousted. Um, and we have the uh, stand-in, McHenry, uh, sending everyone home for the week. Now what? Uh, joining Did you see us. him slam that gavel down like he was uh, mad? Yeah. What was that all I don't, about? I don't oh. know what's actually going on, but Joel knows. Joel, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. I'm. I sound. We sound very excitable uh, this morning. I'm sorry about that. But you know, a lot was going on. I'm sure you were up all night. Um, you know, a lot of different uh, sides to the story. Um, help us make heads or tails. Well, if you're having trouble making heads or tails of what happened, then you are a rational thinking person because <laughs> the Republican Party just ousted the most popular member of Congress right. for the crime, it seems, of doing his job. Mm-hmm. When you look back at the nine months that Kevin McCarthy was Speaker, there's a long list of achievements, and I can list them if you'd like, but starting with the most recent, he avoided a government shutdown. Now, if you think that a government shutdown is something we can survive and it's a good thing and so forth, you have to tell that to the millions of Americans Federal employees, yes, but we're also talking about troops. We're talking about people who live in our community who would have to wait for their paychecks and who would have to do so in the context of high inflation brought about by Biden's spending with rising interest rates that are hitting people's credit cards and making people afraid they can't pay their bills. If you think Republicans would have won that messaging war, then good for you. But most people breathed a sigh of relief. He got a deal to avoid the shutdown, and he did it without Ukraine funding, which was almost unthinkable. Especially for him. Especially for him, because he's been a big supporter of Ukraine. Right. He also forced President Biden to negotiate on the debt ceiling. Biden was insisting on a clean debt ceiling vote, and McCarthy said, no, we're going to get cuts, we're going to get concessions. He won that fight. He launched an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. He kicked off the anti-Semites and the liars from congressional committee. Uh, Adam Schiff, gone from the Intelligence Committee. Eric Swalwell, gone. Elon Omar, gone from her perch at Foreign Affairs. He restored House leadership in Foreign Affairs. He led a bipartisan delegation to Israel when Biden was trying to isolate Israel. 
He refused to allow Zelensky to address Congress again after he did so already. He released some of the January 6th tapes. Now, he didn't release all 41,000 hours of footage to the public, but he did give them to Tucker Carlson, who went through them. And ultimately, he kept his commitment on the rules, which is why he's out. He kept his commitment to allow a single member to propose a motion to vacate the chair, and that's why he's gone. So basically, they kicked him out of office as speaker for doing his job, and now they're going to have to find a replacement. Well, good luck. I almost kind of feel, yeah, yeah. I I almost kind of feel, you know, that that Matt Gates and friends had this plan all along and that's why they made sure that that rule was in there. Like they were just waiting for this moment. Yeah. And why, what, what, what purpose are they serving? Right. What know. is their, what is their purpose? Is there any principle they're standing for that people can identify? Is there any goal they're trying to achieve? I had this debate on Twitter or X as it's now called yesterday with people who tried to claim that Gates was standing for something or that McCarthy had broken some promises. I got a bunch of gobbledygook back. People would say things like, McCarthy funded Ukraine. And it's just not true. I mean, the recent 45-day spending extension did not include Ukraine funding. That's why the White House had this rushed press conference on Monday to try to insist that Congress passed funding for Ukraine in the future. I mean, that's a fight that they were going to have to have. It's going to be a big shock to the rebels in the GOP caucus when the new speaker, if they do get a new speaker, who will probably have to win with Democratic votes, yeah. is going to cut a deal that includes Ukraine spending. Hmm. So most of what people are saying about what McCarthy did to deserve being ousted is simply garbage. And you have to look at the sources where some of that is coming from. And people are circulating some of this stuff. And I think it just caught McCarthy by surprise. I think it caught his supporters by surprise because they just didn't think that he would be ousted after giving conservatives almost everything conservatives asked for, right up to recent weeks with denying Ukraine funding in the continuing resolution, opening an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. You know, he, he did everything that people wanted him to do on principle. What Matt Gates and these other seven wanted him to do had nothing to do with principle. And if you look at them, they're not really conservatives. Hmm. I mean, Ken Buck, he's auditioning for a role at CNN. He's really? been on the wrong side. Nancy Mace so has never years. been yeah. conservative. Yeah, Nancy Mace. I mean, She's these ours. people are pushing one personal agenda or another. And with Matt Gates, look, I, I don't know if this is true, but McCarthy came out and said it yesterday that Matt Gates is doing this to try to get rid of the ethics investigation into him. And, you know, I'd have to take his word for it because obviously the two of them had a back and forth about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe Gates said, this is the understanding many people have, that Gates said to McCarthy, I'm going to force this vote to vacate the chair unless you drop the ethics investigation. And McCarthy didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So Gates took his shot. That has nothing to do with the public interest or conservative principles wow. that has to do with him saving his political career if that's so true, we're stuck here yeah if that's true um you know we have um I'll, I'll have to say you know just from we have a text line here that people text into uh, a lot of people are on the side of matt gates and um they why yeah why nick um you have some sound maybe uh, you okay, maybe john can answer them. one person says eighty-seven thousand irs agents enough said yeah, well, he cut IRS funding in, in some of these spending deals. He opposed that. 
you claw back some of that funding. Uh, and, but, but that was you know, proposed you, budget stuff, not an actual cut to what they were planning on doing or what Biden was planning on doing. Every year they go through these budget cuts and increases, and this had no effect on the proposed 87,000 agents. Well, I'll say a couple things about that. First of all, McCarthy had a conservative spending proposal that had deep cuts to government across the board, and Gates and these others opposed it. Okay, so that's that's the first thing. Secondly, you have to get things through the Senate. So it's not just that McCarthy can sort of wave a magic wand and get stuff done. But as I understand it, there were significant cuts to the IRS that he was at least proposing. And there were some cuts that were clawed back in some of the recent deals. The debt ceiling deal, for example, um, clawed back some of the COVID-19 spending that Biden wanted to keep spending that hadn't been spent yet. And McCarthy said, no, we're, we're putting that back in the Treasury. Um, so he, I think he did the best he could on that issue and other issues. It's not like he wasn't trying his best, I think. I think he did the best anybody could do. Um, did he get rid of all 87,000 or whatever new IRS agents? No, I don't think so. But I think he made significant dents in what Democrats wanted to do with the IRS and other agencies. What about, um, what about things like Mayorkas? I mean, there was no real... Uh, ramifications for anything that any of those clowns have been doing when it comes to the border. They promised, even he promised, oh, we're going to look into this. Nothing ever happened. That's that's one of the uh, other complaints on the text line. Well, you can launch an impeachment inquiry into Mayorkas if you have the votes. You have to develop the evidence. And you also have to look at the process in the Senate. Was the Senate going to remove him from office? No, they were not. Um, I also think that it's difficult constitutionally to remove a cabinet officer for maladministration, that is, for doing a bad job, when the person whose orders he's following is the president. So it's really Biden you have to impeach, not Mayorkas. But, okay, they hadn't impeached Mayorkas yet, but that's not just McCarthy. They've got to go through a process. They've got to have an inquiry. And I don't think he was opposed to impeaching Mayorkas, but, again, the prime target has to be Biden. It's Biden's policy that Mayorkas is carrying out, and Biden is the one who's failing to do his job on the border. Um, just on the IRS point, you know, McCarthy proposed in April rescinding nearly all of the $80 billion in IRS funding that Biden had added. So did he get all of that? No, he didn't. But he was pushing for it. And, you know, there, there were some cuts. $21 billion of the $80 billion were cut. So, you know, critics can say he didn't cut all of it, but he did get some of it out of Joe Biden. He got, it, he got some of those cuts. So again, you know, if you think you're going to get everything from any speaker, and if you think McCarthy's replacement is going to be more skillful at getting everything you want, mm-hmm. well, you live in a fantasy because this is not a world in which we get everything we want. If you think that's the case, then, then maybe you're living on social media and talk radio, but you're not living in, in the realm of reality. And the fact is that the American public liked McCarthy. He was the most popular member of Congress. His approval rating soared since he took office. And he brought up the approval rating of Congress with him. It, it rose when he was Speaker because people saw things getting done. So, you know, yeah, I get, I get a lot of these texts and tweets as well. And, you know, these people are all singing off the same talking points, the same sheet. They're getting their information from the same sources. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it just doesn't have anything to do with reality. We're speaking with the uh, Breitbart senior editor at large, Joel Pollack. Um, I, you know, I really appreciate you giving us your insight because 
for people like me, um, you know, I hear what Matt Gates is saying. Some of it makes sense. I hear what Kevin McCarthy. I, I thought he gave a very eloquent speech um, afterwards. Um, I just, I kind of was. Uh, I understood where he was coming from and the difficult position that he's in. But uh, it, it seems I'm just wondering if you have an answer to this question, um, that there were Democrats that did not want to see McCarthy go, yet they voted anyway. What is the political benefit for the Democrats to to jump on what these, uh, you know, GOP eight did? Well, it's obviously basically want to show the public that when you vote for Republicans, you get chaos. Mm. And that Republicans can't control their most extreme, as Biden likes to put it, members. It might just be eight people, and, and they're not even conservatives. But this is what my, this is what Biden likes to refer to as the extreme MAGA Republicans. And they're going to ride this all the way through 2024, and they're going to tell voters that if you vote for Republicans, if you vote for Donald Trump, you get dysfunction. This was a little insurrection. It was a illegal insurrection, but this was a little rebellion by a small group of people acting on their own self-interest to undo success, to oust a guy who put governing ahead of grievance, as he said it. And, and this is the Democratic message in 2024. You vote for Republicans, you get rebellion, you get chaos, and they can't govern. And, and so, you know, frankly, they're not wrong. I mean, yeah. you know, this is, this is what these guys have brought. If you think that this is going to sell well to the American public, that you're going to, and also if you can find a speaker who will do a better job than Kevin McCarthy mm-hmm. after he struggled to get to 218, right, you know, good luck to you. But this is a function of the age we're in where social media groups don't have to be a majority of the public. They can just be a very organized and disciplined minority. And they can get what they want. Now, that's good in some cases because it means that we as citizens can have some input into the process. I'm not opposing the idea of people organizing around particular issues or even against particular leaders. But it also means that you need people who are going to be out there in the public sphere, in the public square, setting the record straight. Mm -hmm. And, And most of what was said about McCarthy this week has simply been false. It's just not, a lot of it is just not true. And Democrats, especially Nancy Pelosi, backed out on their word, as Kevin McCarthy put it, not to join with these Republicans. It's ironic, right? These eight say that Kevin McCarthy was doing deals with Democrats. Well, I don't know who else you have to do deals with in Congress when you want to get something done on a bipartisan basis, but okay, they said he was doing deals with Democrats. They have to get the Democrats to vote with them to get McCarthy out to the speaker. They are the ones working with Democrats. They had to give their floor speeches from the Democratic side. Yesterday, during the debate in the House, Gates made it clear he was willing to work with Democrats to make promises and deals with Hakeem Jeffries if he would help get rid of McCarthy. And and so they did it. So they were the ones double-crossing conservatives and going and dealing with Democrats to get their little agenda done. Um, so so what's in it for Democrats? Chaos. They, they love the chaos message. And, and, and Americans are tired of it, actually. Americans are looking at their bills. Americans are worried about their jobs. They don't want more upheaval. People want stability again. People want prices to be stable. People want interest rates to come back down. And people don't want riots in the streets. And they don't, it's, people are just tired of upheaval, constant, constant upheaval. And that's all that Matt Gates gave the Democrats. And that's why they supported him, because 
it's only when Republicans are associated with upheaval that Democrats can win elections. Mm-hmm. So what do you where do you think this puts the Biden inquiry, uh, the impeachment inquiry? Where do you think, um, you know, all the other major issues that we're trying to look at and they were trying to get to uh, the rest of the appropriation bills? Where do you think it puts the timeline for all this? Are we what where are we going to be at that uh, 45 day mark that's coming up where we're going to have to come up with another CR or something? I don't understand what's happening. Well, I don't know. I, I think the chances of the impeachment inquiry going forward are now very poor because I think that one of the conditions Democrats will insist on to vote for any new speaker from the Republican side is that they drop the impeachment inquiry. Now, Republicans would have to be united, completely united, behind a single candidate in order to prevent a deal with Democrats to elect a new speaker. If you mm-hmm. think they can do that, well, maybe you should buy one of those, you know, Powerball billion-dollar tickets they're selling this week, because I don't think it's going to happen very easily. I think they're going to spend weeks trying to find a candidate. There are all kinds of names out there. People are even floating President Trump to be the speaker and so forth. Mm-hmm. These are not serious proposals. And again, the Gates faction will break up any effort to put someone who was seen as close to McCarthy in the leadership and they're going to insist on conditions that are that are also very onerous. So I think we could be in for a very very long fight here on the Republican side. I mean, I'm I'm happy to be pleasantly surprised if they find a, a good replacement for McCarthy in the next few days, but I don't see it happening. It's going to delay everything. And yeah, the, the chances of an impeachment inquiry going forward are now very very low. Wow. So if you thought that if you thought that the oversight was producing some interesting evidence, you know, they they just issued a subpoena for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's bank records, I hear people saying on the gate side of things that, you know, we didn't see any subpoenas. We can't just come in on day one and issue subpoenas. You have to develop the evidence. Mm-hmm. You have to have votes for subpoenas. There are procedures that have to happen. And they were happening. And they, I think they were happening as fast as the evidence would allow. Because otherwise, the targets of the subpoenas can simply go to court and say, Your Honor, this subpoena is purely political. It has no basis. Right. And the judge will say, Yeah, we're blocking the subpoena. End of story. So you've got to have a basis in the evidence for the subpoenas. They went for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's business records and, and bank records, and they gave them until I think the middle of next week to respond or whatever. All of that was happening. All of that is now up in the air. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for your insight. Um, Breitbart Senior Editor-at-Large, Joel Pollack. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll be back in just a few moments. 